Welcome back to the Coaching Kernan Podcast, Episode 2. We're now with our featured guest here today, Head Coach Dave Turgeon, the IMG National Baseball Coach, former minor league player and manager and coach, 14 years in professional baseball in total. Also is at the college game at Boston College, UConn, Duke, and Virginia Tech. Very well-traveled, very well-accomplished. And back in the day, when he suited up for Davidson, was a, was a top-notch third baseman for Davidson before he got drafted. Dave Turgeon, welcome to the show. We're so excited to have you here today. Thanks, Dave. It's, uh, it's awesome to be on with you and Kevin. Um, honored to be here. I look forward to talking some, some ball. Yeah, and, and before we started, reintroduce my famous co-host here now, a world-renowned podcaster after one week, Kevin Kernan. Kevin, welcome back to the show. Uh, glad to have you here. This interview is a, for our audience, this interview is a follow-up on a great article you did with Dave for Ball9.com. Please catch Kevin on Ball9.com twice a week, tremendous articles. Um, we want to get some follow-up on that article and feed our audience um, some of the things that you pulled out of Dave during that interview. So great nuggets of information. Yeah, yeah, I, you know me. I love to talk baseball with guys that really know what they're talking about and are passionate for the game. So uh, this article was one of the easiest ones for me to write because I pretty much just introduced Dave and and let him go because uh, his coaching experience is at a different level. It's not just knowing how to coach, but he knows the uh, the mind of a coach and the player and how to get the most out of this player. And so. Well, I'll lead it right off with the, the title of the article at Ball9.com. And you can go there at Ball9.com. You can search my name. All my articles pop up. But he had a great expression, and I, I kind of ran with it. It was, don't be a GPS coach. Don't be a GPS coach. So, Dave, uh, I want to ask you, what's it, what, what, what does it take not to be a GPS coach and uh, to be a really uh, a coach coach? Well, that's a, well, that's obviously, that's a hot topic. Um, you know, young coaches and, and myself as a young coach, you know, just wanted to jump in and fix things. Um, and the quick fix method where, where it can work sometimes, the player doesn't truly learn, you know, what he did, what he did wrong or what he did right even. And, um, I think it just takes time, experience, and self-awareness to figure out. Sometimes you got to walk away from a bad swing. Sometimes you got to walk away from a bad delivery. Sometimes you have to let stuff happen on the field and let the game teach them and then help them make sense of it after. Um, you know, and if you jump in so quickly with all of that, they haven't even had a chance to even try to grasp it, wrap their head around it. And as you guys know, you're baseball men. This game is really fast and it's really hard. And um, sometimes the best thing we can do is step back and let it happen and then have a conversation about it and, and let it be theirs. Um, and then they, they get it. It's theirs. They take it with them. Yeah. And I think you had a great phrase, too. Uh, you said this is not science, but it is art. And I, I always believe that, too. Baseball is art. And you believe in uh, you, you said you believe in self-discovery. With a guide on the side is balance. Structure and space needs balance. Because we, we have a generation of kids now, and I'm talking all age levels, and me too, you know, adults now. Yeah. You know, you, you put the GPS in, you, you drive somewhere, whether it's five miles, 100 miles, you don't even know how you got there. So that's you want to make right. sure they understand how, how, uh, how the road gets to where 
to success, basically. And there's different ways to do that. Absolutely. No doubt about it. Um, I, I, I've told a story. Um, as a coordinator, I used to drive down to the DR. I used to fly down to the DR once a month uh, for a week. Uh-huh. And from the hotel to the uh, Pirates complex, it was about a 30-minute drive every morning. And my first four years of doing it, um, I sat in the front seat. And I mean, did that drive, I don't know how many times for four years. And um, it was one of my coaching colleagues that would pick me up and drive me there. And then I decided, you know, I'm going to drive down here and people have warned me against it, you know, because I mean, it's, it's <laughs> gentlemen, start your engines when you, when you driving in the DR. I've and, been there and I've driven there. I know exactly what you're saying. So that, so I, I decided to drive and the first time I, I did it, I immediately figured out that I had no idea where I was going because for four years I didn't pay attention, but I got to the park every single day because my teammate drove me there. And I, I just thought that was a poignant lesson for me in, in coaching. Um, you know, how I learned it was by doing it, um, broke out the map, uh, didn't have a GPS down there. They didn't have those at the rental car place. And uh, I went and I found, I found my way uh, after being lost. But um, I thought, you know, this is a lot like coaching. You know, if we're, we're constantly – giving them the answers to the test, I think it's, it's, uh, it's, they're just not going to figure it out. Yeah. I, I and I think, uh, and you're bilingual as well, right? I call myself functionally Spanglish. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't talk politics in Spanish, but I find myself a better teacher in Spanish because I talk less and say more. That's interesting. Yeah. And I got two more questions before I turn it over to Dave. Um, real simple ones, but I think the simplicity of your answers and the depth of your answers is what makes you special. Uh, I'll start with um, respect the rep. That's a little saying you have. Explain, explain to all the people out there what, what, what that means. About five years ago, I was uh, coordinating and I was at the uh, extended spring training uh, program. That was my stop that week. And, um, one of our young managers was uh, doing a ground ball competition and these, these last two players were going at it. And then finally on a routine ball guy threw it away, uh, got sloppy and didn't show up for the play. And uh, we kind of convened as a group and I said, you know, what'd you guys think? And they kind of unload and unpack the drill and the, and the competition and, um, the young manager, Kyron Madison, uh, who's now a double A manager with the Pirates, said he didn't respect the rep. And um, I just thought that was really accurate, um, you know, because taking pitches off in this game can can really be the one that costs you a game. And, and um, you know, it's, it's mental focus and intent on every play. And I, I kind of ran with it. And it's just not every single purposeful rep that you do in your practice. Um, it's every interaction you have with a person too. And, and the respect, um, of that, um, and being present. Um, so respect the rep became kind of a mantra for the work. Um, and I've used it since, and I'm a huge t-shirt messaging guy and I, I, I've had it printed up, put it on t-shirts and, um, we'll, we'll award one a week. They have to earn it, uh, to the, current club I'm at. I did it in the Arizona Fall League too. I mean, I, 
I've done it with different teams, different levels, and and guys love being you know recognized for their work and being a good teammate, which is what it's for. Um, because the only way you can acquire skills to to help you win on the field is by respecting every rep that you have. Um, it sounds very simple, but it's really really hard to execute. Yeah, and I I think um, you know obviously with with getting the players emotionally involved, they become better players. And they also understand that because we're dealing with generations now where everything, you know, iPad, this, everything's me, this gets them in a team frame of mind. And I think yes. it's a great inducement, especially when you're dealing with, I mean, you're dealing with top players. And obviously, I could ask you a million questions, but I know we're going to respect your time. And uh, hopefully, we'll have you back down the road. But there's the last one for me. And I love this because this was like you and I were just talking and I asked you for some batting practice drills, and uh, and, and that's what makes our show different here. And I want to make sure everybody understands that that uh, we're not just bloviating, we're not pontificating, we're actually giving information. That if you listen to this and and do some of this information, you're going to be a better ball player. So give me that little breakdown of batting practice drills. How you make how you make tee work or any batting practice drills really uh, a, a special time. Well, I think I think that you know that that's a that could be a couple hour conversation. But in a nutshell, you know, anytime you, you have a bat in your hand, it's it's um, it's 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 hitting versus swing practice. You know, and uh, whether that's on the tee, and you know, we get our guys kind of primed for BP. They do their lead up routine kind of a thing, and. Um, you know, everything's done with a purpose and an external focus. I mean, if they're hitting off a tee, you know, um, you know, we'll work off the back panel of a cage or, you know, uh, if they're going two at a time, they'll play horse and, and call their shots. And it just creating barrel awareness and barrel control and, and barrel accuracy um, and being able to move the ball around the field. And that goes down to our BP. Now, once we get onto the field, and we go through our situational rounds. Again, that's that's hitting with a purpose versus swinging. Um, they have to get a pitch to do it with. They have to be able to move the ball around the field. You're creating barrel accuracy. Um, you know, it's like the Lost Art of Pepper, which is an awesome teacher of hitting and barrel control. I love Pepper. And yep. guys, will, guys will argue, you know, this all the time. You know, the ball is coming in at a rate of speed that's too slow or, you know, um, you know, you're creating bad uh, habits with the bat. And I, I completely disagree with that on many levels. And, you know, I sometimes you're going to have to take a ball in the inside corner and, and move a runner and with two strikes and get inside it and, and, and get the ball to the right side or at least to the left of the shortstop and move your runner or, um, you know, left-handed hitters. You know, if they can't take a ball in the outer third of the plate and hook it to the right side through the hole or – whatever, and move the runner, there are times, you know, when you have to work around the baseball too and, and move it. So everything we do is with a purpose and, and we reward, you know, that stuff. And, you know, we, we have point systems for execution on situational rounds. We celebrate when a guy takes a ball because it's a good swing decision in BP. Um, you know, it's all about hitting versus swinging. And I want guys that, you know, especially guys with power tools, you got to develop the hit tool. And it's never not been hit before power. Power will never play if we don't know how to hit. So, you know, we're working on hitting. 
Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Dave, uh, the other Dave, I'm going to hand it over to you now because that gives me so much to think about. uh, And I think if our players really think about and our coaches, I mean, I mean, you're getting getting a master class here. So I'm going to turn it over to my buddy, Dave. No, those are great answers. I was actually uh, Coach Turge. I was writing as you were talking, um, and I, I love guests that make me smarter, and I feel like I got smarter in the 12 minutes you've been on already, so I appreciate the nuggets you're giving. And just so you know, our email box is blowing up right now as you're on. I let uh, our audience know you'd be on, so we'll have some questions for you the next time you're on um, Cool. without question. Awesome. Well, one of the questions I had, I heard you use some great words with coaching that that resonated with me. I heard you talk about presence non-traditional baseball words. I turned you talk about presence and discovery and, you know, intentional practice, awareness. Who were some of your influences that helped you kind of get from that learning and discovery point as a coach to where you are at today? Um, you know, in your background, talk about some of those influences and maybe one or two nuggets that they gave you that you use today as a coach. Well, you know, that, that is, um, there's there's a list. It's a laundry list. It's it's way too long to mention. I feel like I have a piece of a lot of different people in in what I do. Um, things I say, how I act. It starts with my, my brother Mike, who was a really good professional baseball player um, back in the '70s and early '80s. Um, you know, um, I grew up and and he he showed me um, what I wanted to be like Roger Bannister was the first sub four miler. And, and, and shortly thereafter, a bunch followed and all it said it couldn't be done and all this. And all it took was, uh, Bannister giving people permission to go ahead and break the four minute barrier. And my brother, Mike was like my Roger Bannister, man. I knew, um, I was going to go to college. I knew I was going to play professional baseball because my brother did. And, and he showed me the way and it started there and, and he's still an influence on me today. But, you know, my high school coach, college coach, George Greer, my high school coach, Tom Hayes came for a visit. He's 90 years old, came for a visit. At IMG um, still writes me a handwritten note every year. Um, old school as it gets. Um, I, I have so many of his lessons that I use today with my players. Gary Allenson was my first manager in pro ball with the Yankees. Uh, Muggsy, um, I still am keeping close contact with, you know, today, um, Buck Showalter, um, the ultra prepared baseball man, uh, attention to detail, like no other I've been around stump Merrill, bust your button, be on time, keep it simple, created a culture of, um, of winning, um, Ted Kubiak with the Indians, three rings with the A's Kubi is a dear friend to this day. Um, has written several books. One of them, I think, is called Old School. Um, and if you guys haven't read it, it's a pretty good read. And uh, I read and, it; it's fantastic. Old School, yeah. Ted I, Kubiak. Teddy, Teddy's unbelievable. Um, I'll, I'll, I'm going to call Teddy after this. Um, you know Teddy <clears throat> and uh, Willie Upshaw was a great one. Al Bumbry. Uh, the mental side of things. Uh, one of the huge influences on me I, about four years before I was done playing, I was pitching at the time. I went from pl- uh, position player to pitching and I started reading Carl Keel stuff on the mental game of baseball. And um, by the time I was done playing, I mean, I had that thing yellow highlighted in and out, you know, with notes and stuff. And when I first started managing, 
the locker that was right next to mine was Carl Keel. You know, he was an Indian consultant. And um, I ended up lockering with Carl for three years and kept, you know, stayed in touch after I left Cleveland with him. And I mean, he was giving me notes. He he was a an amazing man, but um, really got me into understanding what it means to be present, showing up for every pitch and how hard the game is. And it requires that. Um, and it takes understanding of it and practice at that. Um, and, you know, he ended up being an awesome influence on me. Uh, Chris Bando was another um, you know, I, I just, I've, I've, I've just had a lot of great influences and, you know, when I came over to Pittsburgh, you know, you know, there was Tom Prince, Gary Green, Clint Hurdle has been an awesome, um, a guy to learn from as a transformational leader. Um, I, I can't say enough about him. Um, you know, he's a, a dear friend and an awesome guy, but, you know, Camara Barty, who recently passed, was also another influence on me for base running and outfield play. Gary Green, one of the best infield guys. It's Gary Green ne- has never gotten the credit he deserves. Gary Green is uh, one of the most amazing connectors with young players, um, and the nuances of infield play. Uh, you know, he is absolutely phenomenal. Um, dear friend as well. You know, and I've had some college influences, you know, Dan McDonald, um, Tim Corbin, Mark Kingston from South Carolina. Those guys are really good friends. And, you know, we're always throwing ideas back and forth at each other, asking questions, challenging each other's thinking. It's really good. But I have a I have a laundry list of people that have been involved that are poured into me. And I take a little piece of them with me um, in every day and everything that I do. I think that's I get a sense from you and I hope our audience does. You have a sense of reverence for the people who have done it before you and those that have touched your lives. And that's kind of a message that we're trying to get across to players, but also coaches that they can create or destroy any experience they want with a child or a young player with their words. So when they're choosing their words, whether it's instruction or not instructing and letting them figure it out or how they help them define it, your points today have been great um, in terms of choose your words wisely, choose to speak or not to speak. Um, just, just phenomenal. I, I have one more question for you. And we have a pretty good size international audience. And I know you've awesome. had some international experience as a player and a coach. Um, a big international influence in professional baseball now from, uh, from different countries. Talk mm-hmm. to our audience about how your experience as an international player and coach has helped you have a sense of empathy for current international players, not just on the field in terms of instruction, but in, in their lives. You know, it's a, it's a, it's an awesome topic. I, I had an opportunity to go overseas a lot and um, I spent four and a half years in Taiwan, had some, two of the best coaches I've, I ever had were my Japanese pitching coaches while I was over there, um, you know, played in Mexico, for three years and, and winter ball and all that. And, and, um, it, and it's really hard. And I was, a you know, I wouldn't say, I mean, I was 26 when I started going overseas, college educated and a lot of the kit. And so I know how hard it is. Culture shock, language barrier. The game is a little bit different and you have to embrace their culture and their game and be a great teammate to some different guys. And, and understand them um, to be a part of that. And, 
And the thing that I found out was that how accepting, um, you know, they were with me when, when I put forth that effort. So I've, when I got into coaching and managing, uh, a long time ago, I've always had a heart for foreign players. I know how hard it is. And then especially these, these young guys that come over from the DR, Venezuela. Uh, now you're talking about Japan, Korea, all over the world at a much younger age with a lot less life, you know, dirt in their cleats. And, and I, I have a heart for them, man. I empathize with them, you know, and then to be able to come here and um, not just survive, but thrive and perform, that's a really hard thing. And, you know, my, my patience, uh, which when I started out in this thing, I had none. Uh, but once you start coaching, have kids and, 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 a, and a family and, and a wife, you better learn patience. And, um, you know, I, I do have a heart for foreign guys to come over that come over here and do it. And um, they don't have they don't have a, the fallback plan that, you know, that a lot of our, our American kids have either their dad's business, their college degree, uh, all that stuff. This is their ticket. This is their shot. Man, I you just want to help them. You just want to help them succeed. Um, and I will tell you, man, some of the closest, you know, uh, players and coaches that I have in the game are from other places. Dr. Um, you know, Japan, uh, Taiwan. It's 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 an amazing small world once you get into this game. But that experience has been unbelievable. My Japanese pitching coaches in Taiwan were phenomenal. They redefined work ethic for me and the attention to detail. And this one, Kevin, you'll appreciate this. I had both of my pitching coaches, Holi-san and Nagai-san, were former big leaguers in Japan, and they were never about delivery. They were about teaching balance and allow the delivery to find you. And so whatever delivery you had, if you had dynamic balance, at certain points, you were going to deliver pitches where you wanted to deliver them. And so their thing was control body, control baseball. And I, I use that even when I was a pitching coach in college, um, you know, teaching balance, uh, having your legs, um, being able to make adjustments. And again, the mounds, which weren't, they were f really pretty flat at the time back in the day in, in, in Asia. <laughs> I mean, you're throwing off a, like a little league type, you know, Hill, I mean, you know, and then by the fourth inning, you're, you're going from a hole to a hole. And if you didn't have that balance and control of your body, man, and if it wasn't trained in you the way he trained it into me, I wouldn't have had a chance to control the baseball. But, um, you know, those guys were unbelievable, um, unbelievable human beings as well. And um, it's too many to mention and not to mention they really respect the game and the opponent over there to a to a whole nother level. And they really respect the history to your point earlier, Dave, about knowing the history of the game. I, I am a huge believer that you got to know what a special thing you're a part of and in order to just be a part of something bigger than yourself is a big deal. Turd, no, I, I think that's there. what I'm yeah, I, I, I was just going to say, I was almost same with same with you and taking notes. And um, I think IMG, you know, you guys run a great program down there. I've seen it. I've been there. And um, I know you got some great people there. And, and just, you know, the things you said open up other conversations. 
And, you know, what you gave me for batting practice tips. And now I could imagine, you know, we don't have time now, but certainly next time, imagine uh, some of the breakdowns you have on balance tips for pitchers uh, would be uh, pretty heavy too. So can't thank you enough. Fantastic job. Uh, your knowledge is incredible. And I think people can hear the passion in your, in, in your uh, voice and, and your love for the game. And that's what this is all about. And uh, I'll let Dave close it now. Yeah, Thank you, Dave, Dave, how can they? Yeah, great, great segment. We appreciate you so much. Um, I, have, I have two boys. I hope they're lucky enough to play for somebody you, like you someday. Um, for all those young you. kids out there listening, how can they find you at IMG, whether it's through camps or Twitter or website? Um, how, how can they get, get to experience you at IMG in just a small dose? Where can they find you? So I'm, I am on Twitter. Um, I'm on LinkedIn as well. And a lot of uh, coaches um, hit me up with direct messaging on, on either, you know, platform. And I usually respond and, and we exchange cell phone numbers or emails. And um, they, they may ask me some questions on, you know, practice construction um, different training, skill acquisition stuff, leadership, team building, any, any, and all of that, and, and culture stuff, which is uh, my sweet spot. And I, I think um, if they want to get in touch with me, those are those are two ways there. And then, you know, if you want to uh, give out my my um, my email to IMG, it's david.turgeon at img.com and. Um, welcome any questions or, or comments that you have, some feedback, anything at all. And, um, you know, Clint Hurdle, the busiest man I've ever seen in my life as a major league manager. Um, he would, he showed, <laughs> he would return every single text, call, email, regardless of who it was from, 100% hit rate on it. And, um, he showed me that we're never, never beyond that and need to in order to help people. So that's um, a shout out to Clint, obviously, but um, you guys can get in touch with me any of those ways. That's, that's fantastic. We, we appreciate you being so open with that. We'll get lots of emails for you as well through our site. And just for our listeners, as a reminder, you can follow this interview by uh, downloading, listening, streaming, subscribing to Stitcher, Amazon, Apple, or Spotify. This week, we just earned the right to be on iHeartRadio, um, the podcast in week one got to the top 20% of podcasts globally. I told Kevin, Joe Rogan, here we come. We're coming after him. Um, <laughs> those, those that want to email us, as a reminder, Coach and Kernan, all one word, at ProtonMail.com. And please remember our sponsor, One on One. Um, you can follow them on Twitter, One on One, Your Shot on One, or on Instagram, One on One, Your Shot on Your Terms. And they're a program to help uh, college-bound student, students uh, get a pathway to scholarships in baseball, basketball, and softball. To date, 537. Another one this morning, Kevin, uh, for the group. So thank you for their sponsorship to get our podcast up and running. And Coach Turgeon, thanks so much again. Uh, and Kevin, thanks for that article. I mean, that article spearheaded uh, this invite to do the interview today, and uh, it took it to another level. I, I love when I get smarter. And at 9 o'clock in the morning, for 30 minutes, you did two things today. You made me smarter and you got my two boys listening uh, in the background here. And they're like, how do I sign up? How do I get down there? So I love I'll, it. I'll, let the, I'll let you have at them. Uh, that's great. I love it. Thank you guys so much. That's awesome. Starbucks coffee gets you going. Oh, I got that with me. And, and make sure we follow Kevin. 
America's most beloved sports writer, AMBS underscore Kernan. Um, support his two articles every week for ball9.com, tremendous reads. And in part, a lot of those spark our conversations throughout the week to, to kind of steer the podcast. Guys, Take have care, a good, good rest of the day. Great time. Appreciate Thank you guys it. so much. Bye-bye. Have a great day.